Hi, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to the Provincial Emergency Coordination Center. Thanks for joining us here in person and online. Uh, I'm going to introduce a couple of people here <coughs> who you'll hear from. Stephen Lacroix is the Managing Director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, and Christy Tucker, Information Unit Manager, Alberta Wildfire. They'll both make a few remarks before we take questions. Stephen, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, folks, uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for your attention today. Uh, let me firstly acknowledge that we're gathered on Treaty 6 territory. I also acknowledge the Métis people who share deep history and connection with this land. So I'm speaking to you today from the Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre, where provincial staff and many partners have gathered to help Albertans stay safe as wildfire conditions persist throughout the province. I'd like to share my sympathy with the people who have lost everything in the fires. This is a stark reminder of just how unpredictable and powerful wildfires can be. I ask you to keep the affected folks in your thoughts today. Turning to updates, the situation is very serious, as you all realize, and I want to issue a warning to all Albertans who have active fires in their area. Please listen to all officials or local officials and obey any evacuation orders you may receive. Follow the Alberta Emergency Alert application and website and your local municipality for evacuation information and available services. Alberta 511 also provides up-to-date highway closures and conditions. Speaking more generally about the fire situation, there are about now 78 active wildfires burning throughout the province, with 19 most recently listed as out of control. Many communities are affected by the fires, with over 13,000 Albertans evacuated from their homes as we speak. We're working with federal, provincial, and municipal partners to deliver emergency supports throughout this evolving and extremely fluid situation. In collaboration with local authorities, we're also leveraging resources from non-governmental organizations as required. Please be sure to take every precaution when keeping yourself and your family safe, including packing important documents, medication, and supplies to be away from home for at least three days. Thank you. I would now like to turn over to Christy Tucker from Alberta Wildfire for more information on the situation. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. I'd just like to start by, by saying it's early in the day and this is a rapidly changing situation. So the information I'm going to give you is true as of right now. But for updates on the emerging wildfire situation in Alberta, please go to the Alberta Wildfire website and look at our status map. That is live from our system, so you will always have the most up-to-date information there. As Steve mentioned, there are 78 active wildfires burning right now in the province. Um, so far this year, we've had 348 wildfires since January 1st, uh, and it's burned more than 25,000 hectares of land. That's significantly more wildfire activity uh, for this time of year than we've certainly seen any time in the recent past. Today, we're looking to the conditions. We're expecting very warm weather and extremely strong winds, uh, particularly in the northern half of the province. And uh, this will tell you this is not great for wildfire activity. That tends to cause very active wildfires, and our folks on the ground are going to have to be very careful about their own safety and, of course, the safety of the communities that they're protecting. Because of these conditions, uh, the, right, the conditions are right for a wildfire to start and spread very quickly. 
And because of that, there is a fire ban and an off-highway vehicle restriction across the forest protection area now in place. That means that people cannot have open wood fires on public or private land or in their backyards. Um, if you want to find out uh, exactly what uh, bans and restrictions are in place, I know the parks are following our lead in many of the areas across the province, and a lot of municipalities have brought in bans of their own. Please visit albertafirebans.ca, and that will have the most up-to-date information about any bans in place and what you can and cannot do in the forest protection area or outside in Alberta. This is a result of very high fire danger today. Because of this, the uh, safety of Albertans and their communities is our number one priority for Alberta wildfire. We have a number of wildfires that I can update you on that are priority fires for us, where we are going to be focusing a lot of attention, fires that are starting uh, today, fires that have been uh, burning for a day or so as well. Of course, a lot of interest of the Drayton Valley area, wildfire W. C RCU005 is currently out of control. It's listed as 1,500 hectares in size. Um, this wildfire is outside of the forest protection area, and we're providing assistance to Brazo County as much as we can in fighting this fire uh, because it's, it's their lead. Um, overnight, we saw activity on the fire across the river, and the officials there made the decision to evacuate. It's currently burning inside the river valley between the river and Highway 22, seven kilometers from the south edge of Drayton Valley. It has grown 20 hectares on that side of the river today. We have 26 firefighters, uh, three helicopters and air tankers working on this fire. We're supporting the county in every way we can and have uh, the ability to provide more support if they need it. Looking to Fox Lake, uh, that's an out-of-control wildfire there at 4,400 hectares. Uh, there's a Type 1 incident management team on that fire. 36 firefighters, three helicopters, air tankers, and heavy equipment all working to control that fire right now. We were able to conduct nighttime operations overnight using night vision technology, uh, which allows us to fight wildfire around the clock. We assisted in the evacuations uh, that were being carried out of 115 people yesterday using two of our helicopters uh, to get the remaining residents to safety. In Rainbow Lake, a similar area up in the high level area, uh, we do have a team working on that fire as well, managing the fire. It's currently moving away from the community, but it's still a significant priority for firefighters. We have a few new starts that we are watching, and we are going to make sure that we have enough resources today to share them where the priorities are as they develop. As I said, this is a rapidly changing situation today. It's early in the day. It's going to get hotter. It's going to get windier, and we're expecting some extreme wildfire behavior. So firefighters are, are at the ready today for what could be a very challenging day. We have firefighters coming into the province today through an agreement with our colleagues in Ontario and Quebec through the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. 
They are sending 79 firefighters arriving today, and we have requests for more assistance as well. We will assign all resources where they are needed most as soon as they're ready to go. Thanks, Christy. We'll start with questions in the room if there are any. Go ahead. Yep. Yes, uh, thank you for, for the question. Uh, it, it is a bit complex because it's uh, shared responsibilities as uh, actually we, we've answered to you uh, yesterday, I believe, right? Uh, so the Alberta Emergency Management Agency manages the, uh, the alerting system in so much that uh, we, we train and enable local authorities or end users uh, to, to issue those alerts. Uh, we can issue them ourselves. But we are leveraging telecommunication companies to uh, to facilitate those, those alerts, and they are governed under a, a federal system that falls under the CRTC. So, uh, of course, we've been made aware of the issue. We have uh, asked uh, our partners to uh, to clarify. Uh, I don't really need to know what the problem is, to be perfectly honest. I just want the solution, what the solution is, and what is the timeline for that solution. Uh, and as a mitigation measure for, uh, for all Albertans who are concerned, uh, please, again, as I mentioned in my statement, download the emergency alert app and you'll see functionality in there that tells you that uh, if you want to receive only local emergencies, you can receive province-wide emergency alerts. And, uh, and there's also the website available. But it, it is a concern and we've uh, addressed it where, let's call it, uh, the, the situation or the challenge lies. Thank you. Carly, is it, sorry, I forgot to remind you to please ask your questions into the mic so the folks on the phone can hear you. Um, just to follow up on the, the fire management, last night Parkland County was tweeting that, hey, if you have a bulldozer, come help us, and they're asking for, for more supports today. Does this highlight the nature of how many fires are across the province and the resources uh, and how stretched they are? Yeah, there, there's a huge uh, there's a huge fire load in the province right now. As you've seen, we have fires on the on the sort of central portion. We have fires in the north. It's just an indication of of the conditions that we're seeing. Temperatures have been 10 to 15 degrees above normal for a little while now. We still don't have green grass and leaves all over the province, which means that the ground is very dry. Vegetation is ready to go. So. Um, I'm happy that people are, are offering support. We get a lot of uh, calls for support. We certainly use contractors throughout the, the season to assist, and uh, we rely a lot. I know Albertans are very generous, and, uh, and this is a, is a good sign, but uh, we have a situation in hand. We have the resources that we need, and we have trained professional firefighters coming in to assist us uh, so we can ensure that, that the wildfire management across the province is taken care of. Go ahead. Hey, Travis McEwen, CBC News, Edmonton. You touched on this a little bit. Right now, which fire is the priority from the province's point of view in terms of attention and resources and why? We have a, a few things we consider when we're looking at wildfire priorities. Um, number one is human life. So what we're looking at is those areas where communities are affected immediately and where we can help people right away if we can. 
so we are looking at those fires that I that I highlighted. We're looking at Drayton Valley. Uh, we're looking in Fox Lake and, and Rainbow Lake nearby. And of course, we have to prioritize any new fires that could start uh, because if we have a chance to catch a fire early, that's going to save a lot of uh, a lot of work down the line. Uh, in terms of resources, how confident are you in the current resources with the fires right now, and how close is the province to maybe asking for help from other provinces or even the feds? Uh, we're very happy that we have a very uh, close relationship with many of the other wildfire agencies across the province. Here in Alberta, we tend to get wildfires earlier on in the year than they do in other places across Canada. So we're able to share resources with trained professional firefighters that we know will operate at the standard that we expect here in Alberta. And as I said, we're bringing in new firefighters from Ontario and Quebec tomorrow. We've got a request in for more assistance if we need it. And will be there to provide assistance to Ontario, Quebec, BC later in the season if they're having a difficult time. But we take advantage of that agreement between provinces to be able to help each other out. And Catherine Krukowski, Alberta Today, where are we at in terms of our own workforce, in terms of what percentage of the hiring we've done? It's, it's still a bit early in the season for us to be busy. So we certainly have a lot of very professional, trained firefighters who work on staff all year round who are available to fight fires when we have them that start in December. And we do have fires all year round here in Alberta. Um, I'm happy to say we have a significant number of uh, our seasonal firefighters on and ready to go. And so with the assistance particularly of these firefighters from Ontario and Quebec, we're well covered for resources. And, and when you talk about sharing resources with municipalities and, and contractors, can you explain a little bit how that works? When is it that the province would step in to help in a fire that's outside of your zone? The municipalities will uh, will come to us. We're obviously aware of fire situation across the province outside of the forest protection area. Forest protection area is our main jurisdiction. And, of course, we make our resources available to municipalities as soon as needed. So we are in constant contact with municipalities. When we have a new start, they know what resources are available to them. And we're talking with them from day one. Hi, uh, my name is Julien Latraverse for Radio-Canada. My question will be in French for Monsieur Lacroix. Est-ce que c'est possible de faire le, un retour sur la situation en français, s'il vous plaît? Euh, oui, euh, ça va peut-être prendre un petit peu de temps parce que je vais avoir à traduire ça dans ma tête en, en même temps que je vous parle. C'est apprécié. Euh, D'accord, merci. Donc, euh, comme j'ai dit, euh, on est en partenariat avec euh, les gouvernements euh, fédéraux et, et municipaux et bien sûr le gouvernement de l'Alberta pour euh, livrer les, les ressources et les, euh, les, les commodités nécessaires pour aider les, les, les personnes qui, euh, qui sont en train de, de subir malheureusement euh, les effets dévastateurs euh, des feux qu'on a présentement dans la province. Euh, ce que je pourrais vous dire, c'est que, euh, tel que mentionné précédemment, euh, on est au courant d'environ de, 78 feux. Euh, dans la province. Euh, 19 de ces feux-là sont hors de contrôle euh, et euh, en collaboration avec euh, ma, ma collègue ici, son organisation euh, Alberta Wildfire, je vais le laisser en anglais, euh, et euh, les départements euh, de, des services de pompiers ou d'incendie des municipalités 
nous, nous collaborons pour, euh, un, éteindre ces feux. Mais euh, ma priorité, pour être absolument claire, c'est de s'assurer qu'on n'a aucune perte de vie, euh, ce qui inclut, bien sûr, euh, les citoyens des communautés affectées et aussi les premiers répondants qui, euh, qui travaillent dans des conditions extrêmement difficiles. Euh, on, nous sommes en contact avec euh, les autorités locales. Nous sommes en contact avec les organisations non-gouvernementales pour euh, amener du soutien nécessaire, ce qui a été fait dans le nord-ouest de la province, à high level et Fort Vermilion. Euh, J'aimerais euh, renforcer encore le point que euh, tous les Albertains devraient porter attention aux alertes qui sont, euh, qui sont déclenchées par soit leur municipalité euh, ou, ou notre organisation. Euh, écouter euh, les, les services euh, policiers dans leur communauté, euh, se préparer et avoir à, à leur disponibilité euh, des, des documents euh, précieux qu'ils préféraient ne pas perdre, euh, leur... Euh, leur euh, J'ai un petit blanc de mémoire. Hein. Leur, 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 cabinet, leur cabinet de médecine ou leur, 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 leur pilule en, 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 en bon français euh, pour une période d'environ minimum de trois jours euh, avec eux. Euh, Lorsqu'ils arrivent euh, à nos centres de réception, euh, toute l'information nécessaire va leur être fournie sur ce qu'ils doivent faire euh, par la suite. Euh, je crois que j'ai couvert à peu près tout euh, ce que j'avais couvert en anglais, mais je suis prêt à, à prendre une autre question, si vous voulez. Oui. Euh, Est-ce que c'est possible pour vous d'expliquer les causes derrière ces feux et aussi d'expliquer en quoi la situation est grave? Oui, d'accord. Bon, ben, c'est malheureusement une question pour ma collègue, mais je vais, je vais, je vais, je vais, faire, je vais faire de mon mieux pour répondre. Euh, vous avez présentement une situation où ce que, euh, le, le degré d'humidité est, est plus bas que la température au thermomètre. Et ce qui crée une, une, des conditions parfaites pour, euh, pour les feux de forêt. Et euh, les vents élevés font juste aggraver la situation. Donc, euh, ce que je dirais aussi, c'est que la majorité, sinon presque tous les feux euh, jusqu'à date, euh, ont été causés par euh, ce qu'on pourrait dire des, des erreurs humaines. Euh, nous n'avons pas encore, par chance, euh, avoir eu à, à, à traiter avec euh, des orages électriques euh, Quoique, je crois qu'hier soir, on a, une, on a une petite. Donc, euh, il est presque impossible pour nous de prévoir où est-ce que ces feux vont se déclarer. Euh, et euh, l'équipe de Christie doit faire une, un équilibre entre euh, adresser les feux qui menacent la, la, la population et les vies humaines et essayer d'éteindre les feux qui débutent avant qu'ils deviennent problématiques. Do we have one more in the room and then we'll go to the phones? Thanks. Hi, this is Nicole from CTV News. Uh, just heading back to the communications issues, even for media outlets. You know, we saw the first news release from the province last night saying fire update number one, when we know that there's been fires for a week. Is the province now taking over communications? I guess mo communications moving forward, where can we get the best information? We've seen some, some municipalities' websites are updated. Some aren't. Some people are going to Facebook. Some are going to Twitter. Some aren't. Where can we get the best information? I could take a stab at that and then maybe uh, hand it over to, uh, to Leanne. But uh, the decision has been made to do daily events such as this. So I think this is, uh, this is where you start to, uh, to, to populate uh, your, your information requirements. Uh, of course, uh, we, 
we have a, a really good idea as to what's going on on the ground through uh, our, our mechanisms and the people that we've pushed out to, to, to municipalities. Uh, as often is the case, I would say that local authorities and those municipalities being affected uh, would have a similar narrative than, than we are, but maybe more specific to, to their particular circumstances. Uh, but as I said, though, we'll be doing this daily until the situation dictates otherwise. Leanne, do you have anything to add, please? I think Christy can probably update on the work that's been going on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, we do have a number of uh, communication tools. Last year, we introduced an updated wildfire status dashboard on the Alberta wildfire website, and that is directly linked to our system so that as soon as we have a new start within minutes, it appears on the dashboard. Uh, and that will give you a lot more information than was previously available. So that will tell you uh, the suspected cause, the size, the activity, and how the fire is classified. Um, for wildfires of note, we do update that information daily and provide information such as how many firefighters we have on, on the fire. So we provide as much information as we can, and we have for, for a year or for many years, but certainly that dashboard has been active for a year. And of course, people who live within the forest protection area can always sign up for much more detailed updates from their local forest area. And that includes a lot of information about wildfires that are active in their area. So I would recommend uh, anyone who's interested in following the wildfire situation should go to the wildfire status, status das dashboard on the Alberta wildfire website, and they can sign up for local updates through that site as well. And just to follow up, um, on those emergency situations where you're needing to evacuate immediately and there are issues with the emergency alert system with people's phones, is there sort of a backup there? I think we heard maybe in Drayton there was police possibly going door to door. What is a backup for if that doesn't work? Yeah, well, I, I would say that the, the police is, is not a backup. It, it, it's part of the procedure. So the alert is issued. Uh, and, and in this case, uh, it, it would be called a critical alert. And uh, in that particular uh, incident, uh, the RCMP actually went door to door. Uh, and we also leverage provincial resources, uh, the sheriffs in this case, to, to do just that. Uh, and uh, actually, before that alert was issued, if we want to talk uh, specifically about Drayton Valley, uh, we communicated with the RCMP and proactively sought uh, information as to if they had sufficient resources to effect the notif notification, to which they answered yes. Is that always the case in every community? Uh, well, you know, there's, there's no absolutes in, in, in this business, right? It's a bit of a contact sport. Uh, but uh, there's, uh, like, in, in smaller communities, we would need to leverage local leadership specifically, as what that's what happened in uh, in Fox Lake, right, uh, with uh, with the chief, and actually, like uh, like if if you allow me, I, I'd like to uh, to thank and congratulate. I guess maybe somewhat the wrong word, uh, but they took the right steps at the right time. And again, like uh, I will admit, you know, there'll, there'll be some frustrations and some friction points with uh, how this might might have gone down. Uh, but I think you you need to understand the level of complexity involved in evacuating Fox Lake uh, with a barge, uh, a dirt road, a cut line to get to a paved road and then head on to uh, down to high level and, and Fort Vermillion. So uh, extremely complex in a volatile situation, a mix of people who are willingly evacuating, others that are kind of testing the system until uh, it, it's, it's very late. And, and thankfully, actually, and that was deliberate, but we had the wildfire management branch 
online with uh, aviation assets in the air, and they were able to uh, to, to shuttle the, the the last remnants of Fox Lake uh, with the help again of the chief and the barge, because the the barge landing was actually too close to the fire to evacuate at one point. So we had to, well, they had to select another landing. And uh, our our First Nation field officer, the wild, wildfire management branch, and, and the local authorities did a this, did a stellar job. Drayton Valley, uh, it could have been much worse. Uh, it could always be much worse. Could we do better? Maybe. Uh, I would argue, probably, uh, as these things are uh, always happening uh, at, at the wrong time of day, <laughs> under uh, very dire circumstances, with people uh, somewhat traumatized, if not shocked. Uh, as to what's happening. And again, some frustrations, certainly. Everybody's out. Everybody's alive. Nobody's injured. Thank you. Ask for your patience on the phone. We have one more in the room. Hey, it's uh, Safe Kaiser Global News. I'm just wondering, so Parkland County over the weekend said, you know, they have enough resources, they're able to uh, fight the fires. And then um, now they're calling on people on social media saying, hey, if you're a laborer, if you have machinery, please come out. We need your help. So I'm just wondering, have resources been taken away from Parkland County? And I mean, how do you determine which municipalities get which resources and when? Uh, Parkland County is the Entwistle-Evansburg um, fire. Is that correct? I, I believe so. The other one is in Yellowhead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Wildwood. Yeah. Uh, we do have a, an incident management uh, team uh, in that area working on fire, and, and that means you have a... a organized team full of wildfire professionals carrying out many different levels of, of their jobs. Um, certainly, if, uh, if municipalities want to look for, for extra assistance, um, that's, uh, that's certainly their decision. But we use uh, trained wildfire uh, firefighters, contractors who are used to uh, dealing with wildfire situation. And as far as I know, no additional resources have been removed from any urgent wildfire situations. Uh, we have to move people around the province due to the demand when wildfires uh, uh, start up. And we have to make sure that we are flexible in able to be able to move resources, resources, but we would never remove resources from an urgent developing situation when the wildfire was uh, out of control and a threatening a community. Do you have a follow-up? Yeah. So uh, I'm just wondering, in total, since this started, how many people have been evacuated? And I don't mean to, cash, uh, to, to cast any aspersions here. I, I'm just curious. I mean, we see wildfires of an extreme nature every single year why does it feel like every single year we're still not fully prepared for it so so what do you mean by fully prepared what what's your expectation i I, i'm not entirely sure that's what i'm asking yeah so what i would say is uh we've learned some very hard lessons uh as unfortunately uh, alberta has faced uh i think if my numbers are correct like seven of the ten worst natural disasters in the past decade Right, and I, I go back to uh, some pretty traumatic events in 2016 in RMWB, 2019 Chukak Fire, Northern Alberta floods, and, and, and the like. And our, our system uh, is uh, is way more robust than than 2016. Uh, we've uh, taken an approach where uh, we, uh, through actual legislation, uh, mandate uh, local authorities. 
local emergency managers uh, to have uh, response plans, evacuation plans, train uh, yearly exercises to to train on those plans. And, and I would argue, actually, I would counter your point, and I would say that actually we're 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 much better than we were, and uh, the situation has improved uh, dramatically. Uh, as I said before, though, it, it's a, an uncertain space there that we're that we're navigating. And if those fires happened at the same time every year in the same place, it'd be one thing, but it's not. So we're pushing out, uh, I think, all the necessary uh, planning expertise, uh, the training expertise, so people are getting trained on incident command system uh, and the like. Uh, we're prepared to push uh, incident management teams above and beyond what uh, Christy talked about, and we've actually deployed one to, uh, to Drayton Valley uh, earlier uh, today uh, to provide that expertise. But the system is built in such a way that uh, local authorities are our best position to uh, to know what they need. Uh, we have people co-located with the most severe events taking place right now, uh, direct link back to the, the agency, and uh, whatever additional supports they require, we will throw at them uh, like this, uh, if available. But we're not dealing, sorry, we're not dealing with the I wouldn't call it traditional, but the the massive single event when the where the government throws all of its resources at one thing. Uh, I am very concerned that we don't look at the current situation through a straw and, and make it all about Fox Lake or make it all about uh, Drayton Valley and Brazos County. Uh, I, I truly feel for these people, but we need all the resources of the government uh, available to respond to this, and those resources. Uh, we're focusing on emergency management, but it, it's way more complex than that, right? You would understand that there's social services involved, there's education involved, uh, there's, uh, of course, uh, Alberta Health and AHS, uh, as uh, these things are, have severe impacts on, on a number of Albertans. Uh, we, we have a number, actually, we have the, the bulk of the GOA, or the government of Alberta, and its ministries are coordinating maybe below the emergency level to, to make sure we deliver, deliver those support programs to, to all affected Albertans. Very complex space, though. It's a, it's a bit of a wobbly uh, situation for, for us to manage. But as I said, right, everybody's alive. Nobody got hurt. Some people uh, had a rough night. I had a rough night. Uh, but we're, we're doing well. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. Just Sorry. The no, people question. on the phones have been very just patient. The first part of that question, I was just asking... Uh, how many people were evacuated? Gotcha. You can, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, That is a, a bit of a moving target, but I'm following 13,000 is what I said in my opening statement. It might be closer to 13,600, but we could take it offline there. Uh, uh, as some of those evacuation orders are lifted and some are created, so uh, it, it's a bit of a, a moving number, and I don't want to... Uh, to be incorrect or uh, be misquoted because uh, it, it's a bit of a moving number. Thank you. Maybe we can include that later today. Okay, go to the phones, please. Operator. Jessica Robb, CTV. Hi, thanks for taking my question. I just want to clarify the Fox Lake fire um, that you mentioned earlier. Uh, last I heard, there was three burning up there. So is that still the case? And was the one you were referencing the Pasqua fire? 
Sorry, I think we missed it. There was uh, what burned? Sorry. Um, last, last. Um, I just wanted to clarify about the Fox Lake fire uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, last I heard, there was three wildfires burning in that area. So I just want to confirm that there are still three. And if the one that was being referenced, the 4,400 hectare one, is that the Pasqua fire? Um, I can tell you that uh, at Alberta Wildfire, we, we generally give wildfires names, so or sorry, numbers, until, until they have a, a name at a later date. So I can tell you that the main fire that was affecting uh, the community was um, HWF030. So I'm not sure if you want to cross-reference that on the wildfire status map. But if you're looking at the map, it will tell you that there were three fires in that area. I think any new fires will show up on that map. They are not all out of control. There was one out of control fire, and that is uh, 030 that I was referencing. Do you have a follow Perfect. Thank you. And I'm just wondering, um, I, I do, thank you. I'm just wondering, what, what are the challenges with that fire uh, specifically and getting it under control at this point? Well, uh, one of the big challenges we're, we're facing everywhere across the province is extreme fire activity, and that's because of the strong winds and the hot temperatures and the dry fuels that we're seeing. Um, certainly terrain is also a major challenge when you're fighting a wildfire. If you have uh, accessibility uh, issues getting to a fire, that will, uh, that will affect how firefighters are able to attack it. So uh, there are certainly a number of, of challenges on that particular fire, um, but I can tell you uh, that our firefighters were working hard on it from as soon as it was detected and uh, bringing on more resources as the fire developed. Next caller. Karen Levitt, Toronto Star. Hi there. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I, I'm just wondering, a few years ago, Alberta cut uh, a wildfire repel team. Just over 60 members, seasonal uh, members of that team were let go. And I'm just wondering, um, looking at this situation overall in the province, I, I, like, I'm just wondering, you know, how much is that team missed or how much uh, would that sort of specialized team, um, if it was still around, how much would it have been leaned on? Uh, right now? I couldn't speculate as to how much we would be using them right now, but I, I can tell you that was a, a very um, specific uh, skill. Those were firefighters that would repel out of a helicopter that was in the air uh, to reach an inaccessible uh, spot. It was evaluated, the program was evaluated at the time, and um, it was found that that specific skill was only used um, on a very small percentage of wildfires. A lot of those people were very skilled firefighters, and I'm happy to say uh, most of them returned to Alberta wildfire in a different capacity, and we're still able to make the most of those skilled uh, firefighters in the ways that we tackle fire. There are a lot of ways that firefighters can access a fire. We still use helicopters. Uh, firefighters still arrive in inaccessible locations, and there's not much that can keep us away. Follow up. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, you've mentioned sort of a moving target in terms of evacuees. Um, I wonder if you can sort of comment on, if, if you can comment on the extent of any damage so far 
like uh, homes, buildings, um, that sort of thing, roads. Yes, so so we do have some data. I don't have it all with me. Uh, you know, it's uh, while extremely tragic for the people affected, I would qualify it as mostly uh, ones and twos in in, uh, in small pockets all across the province affected with those wildfires. Uh, the one that was the most severely affected is uh, the community at Fox Lake. Uh, so we have reports of between 17 and 20 homes that were lost, unfortunately. The police station, their general store, uh, which they call the Northern Store, and uh, we're also hearing uh, potential damages to to the water plant. There's an on, there's a meeting ongoing right now, actually, with the chief and council, uh, our First Nation field officer, representative from the wildfire management branch, where where they'll be uh, sharing imagery because you know there's there's nobody left there, and uh, then we'll have a better idea. But uh, that's what that's what I have for now. Hopefully, that answers your question. Next caller, Audrey Nouveau, Radio Canada. Hi, can you please state clearly how many firefighters and equipment are fi- are fighting the Drayton Valley and Whistle fire currently? Uh, at the moment, so the Drayton Valley area, we have 26 firefighters, three helicopters, and air tankers available to fight that fire. Uh, we are supporting the county in any way they need, and if they require more resources, we have firefighters available. We can move there. Yeah, and I, and I would add that we don't have the numbers that the municipality has uh, added to that number and the the contracting uh, capability that they're uh, leveraging, leveraging right now. So that, that would be probably a question for, for the municipality at one point. Follow? All right, and... Uh uh, yes, as a follow if I may ask Mr. Lacroix to also answer in, in French, that'd be um, very useful. Have you established the cause of the Drayton Valley and Whistle fire yet? Non, euh, absolument pas. Euh, les, les feux sont euh, sous enquête. Euh, c'est sous la responsa- responsabilité de, de ma collègue, ici à ma droite, mais euh, en termes de, de cause, non, mais comme, comme j'ai rapporté précédemment, en termes d'hypothèse, Compte tenu euh, les, les, les conditions atmosphériques et le manque de, de pluie et de, d'éclairs et, et, et choses du genre, euh, je pense que l'hypothèse que ce soit causée par, par euh, des individus, un individu, quoi que ce soit, de façon accidentelle ou délibérée, euh, demeure euh, sous enquête, mais la, la probabilité la plus probable, c'est, c'est, c'est mal dit, mais ça, c'est ce qui demeure le plus probable en termes de cause. Stephen, just... Oh. We just repeat that in English. We've had a request, unless Christy wants to take it. Yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) Um, I can tell you that uh, Alberta Wildfire investigates the cause of every uh, wildfire. And at this time of year, almost all wildfires are started by human activity. Uh, So that can be recreational. uh, It can be campfires. It can be uh, exhaust uh, from quad bikes uh, running through dead grass. So we, I believe the cause of this exact fire is still under investigation, but we do investigate the cause of every fire. And uh, certainly the majority are caused by humans at this time of year. Thanks, Christy. Okay, we have two left on the phone. If you could put the next caller through, please. Bill Fortier, CTV. Uh, hi there. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if you can uh, – I just want to elaborate on a, another question. You mentioned the structures, buildings lost uh, up at Fox Lake or the Little Red River Cree Nation. 
Uh, we're aware of at least one farm uh, in the Entwistle, Evansburg area, that's been lost. Do you have a sense of total loss to property, uh, homes lost, structures lost, buildings lost across the entire province, and specifically in Drayton Valley, have any been lost in, the, in that area? Yeah, thanks uh, for the question, Bill. Uh, so we do have that number, but I don't have that number. So I can commit to uh, get that uh, through you through, uh, through other channels. Uh, and as far as your question for Drayton Valley, uh, as far as I know, no structures have been lost in, in that area. But uh, again, uh, I, I'll commit to, to provide you uh, those numbers uh, when I have them available. They're, they're, uh, they're readily available with the team on the second floor. Thank you. Bill, follow yeah, quick follow-up. You, you talked about the dashboard earlier being the, a source for up-to-date information. Um, I'm a little confused. Like, the, the dashboard does not show a fire directly to the southeast of Drain Valley, and I can assure you there is one. Like, I can see it right now. Um, it seems to be missing some pretty big fires. Um, and, and also, if you could elaborate, like, you know, the out-of-control fires are in red, but, for instance, the closest one showing to Drayton Valley is blue, which means mutual aid. So if something, if one's blue, how do we know if it's out of control, under control, or, or whatever? Uh, sorry, that's two questions in one. No, that's fine, Bill. Uh, the dashboard is, as I said, was a new innovation that we introduced last year, and we pushed very hard to have access to information about mutual aid fires because of situations like this. Uh, we generally have the best information about fires that we're the lead agency taking care of, and it's always been a little harder to get that extra information to make available to the public when another agency is the lead on the wildfire. So that is a new innovation, and we're still developing it. We put as much information as we possibly can share. And unfortunately, the way we differentiate the uh, mutual aid fires is by coloring them blue. So I think for more detailed information on mutual aid fires, at the moment, the best information available is on uh, the forest protection area wildfires. Mutual aid fires, uh, we provide as much as we possibly can, but for more detailed information, it might be best to follow up with the uh, municipality or to follow the information in the updates from the forest areas because they're in direct contact with municipalities. And I believe we have one more caller. Alex McQuaid, Western producer. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. What uh, resources are available for evacuating livestock that might be affected by these fires? Yeah, these uh, these responsibilities fall within uh, the local authorities. So the the Alberta Emergency Management uh, would of would have, uh, uh, as I said earlier, would, would have had uh, training available uh, and then developed. Uh, plans, emergency plans, response plans, and if the community in question uh, has a serious concern about uh, livestock evacuations, we, we have the expertise to develop a plan in collaboration with that community or that municipality. And uh, as an example, actually, there were a bunch of uh, rodeo bulls uh, pre-positioned in, in Drayton Valley for, for a rodeo, and I, could, uh, I can report that they were all evacuated safe and sound. Alex, follow? Yeah, just uh, quickly. So, uh, I mean, if you're a livestock, if you have livestock and you need some evacuated, uh, who, who, do they, who do these uh, individuals contact? Uh, Alberta Emergency Management or? 
Well, you know, everybody's always welcome to contact us, uh, whether uh, directly with uh, our duty officers or through our field officers, uh, you know, peppered all over the, the province. Uh, but we would be contacting somebody else to, to figure this out because it's, uh, it's clearly uh, extremely important with the people facing this, uh, this event. Uh, but but I'm, I'm clearly focused on human lives. Uh, so uh, that, that's where uh, my number one priority lies, and, and I would argue uh, wildfire as well. All right. Thanks, everybody. That concludes our event today. Appreciate uh, you attending.